0: I'm Kalila Reynolds, and welcome to another live edition of Taking Stock. We're bringing you all the latest business news and telling you how it will affect you and your money. Of course, don't forget to head over to my website, KalilaReynolds.com, once this live has ended to get my newsletter straight to your inbox twice a week. And if you're just joining us for the first time, or you're a return visitor. Remember to hit that like button and subscribe to this channel. Let us know in the chat, where are you joining us from? Where is everybody tonight? I see some people already doing the early rounds in the chat, already letting us know. Kish, big up yourself. He you was the first person to comment tonight. And let me know where you are joining us from. Now, here's a look at what's coming up in tonight's show, followed by what's hot in business. Now, come on, let's get this money. After a successful stock split, lighting company Fossrich is reporting a 160% increase in net profit For the six months ending June 30, 2022. Foss Rich CEO Cecil Foster will tell us how they did it. And the analysts weigh in on the latest market developments. JN Group will be giving away a $5,000 mutual fund gift certificate to one lucky viewer. It could be you. And SagiCore Financial Company is acquiring Ivari, a leading middle market individual life insurance company in Canada. We'll discuss. But first, here's What's Hot, brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers, your best interest at heart.
1: SagiCore Financial Company is making a bold step into the Canadian insurance market. The company said it has entered into an agreement to acquire middle market individual life insurer Ivari. The transaction is reportedly valued at 325 million Canadian dollars, which is roughly 251 million US or 38 billion Jamaican dollars. Sagicor Financial Company owns a 49% stake in Sagicor Group Jamaica. Ivari has been in operation for over 80 years. It provides individual life and critical illness insurance solutions for the Canadian middle market. The company has more than 700,000 policyholders and 250 employees. According to SagiCore, the deal would see them expanding their footprint to North American markets and doubling the size of their balance sheet. The deal is still pending regulatory approval. SSL Venture Capital is officially no more. The company has been formally renamed and relisted on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. It now trades as MFS Capital Partners Limited. The relisting, which took place last week, signals a fresh start for the company under new leadership. Back in May, MFS acquisition, an offshoot of MFS Group, completed a 79% acquisition of shares in the troubled SSLVC. Speaking on taking stock after the acquisition was complete, chairman of MFS Group, Dino Hines, said the company will remain in the private equity space. However, he said that MFS Capital Partners will focus on investing in more established companies rather than startups. Meanwhile, one-on-one educational services will become the 100th company to list on the Jamaica Stock Exchange this Thursday. The Edutech company scheduled to list on the junior market of the stock exchange on September 1. and ones IPO was eight times oversubscribed. Applicants to the general pool were not pleased after only being allotted only their first 5,000 shares and 2% of the excess. However, the analysts of Taking Stock said last week that the small allotment will drive increased demand for the stock once it lists, which will in turn drive up the price. Your electricity bills are going up again. If it's any consolation, the Office of Utilities Regulation says it's not as much as JPS wanted. Light bills for residential customers will go up by 0.7 percent. Back in May, JPS had applied for a nearly 2 percent rate increase. The annual review allows JPS to realign its revenue targets each year against inflation and exchange rate movements, as well as its performance in the previous year. The OUR said it approved a revenue target of $48 billion for 2022, down from $51 billion proposed by JPS. The news comes as the government's 20% subsidy for customers who use 200 kilowatt hours or less of electricity has ended. U.S. President Joe Biden has announced the much-anticipated Student Loan Forgiveness Programme. The president said he would cancel up to $10,000 US in federal student loan debt for borrowers who earn less than $125,000 per year or less than $250,000 for married couples. Applicants who received Pell Grants, which is a form of need based federal financial aid that typically does not have to be repaid, could see up to $20,000 US in debt forgiveness. The White House said that student loan borrowers will be able to apply for debt cancellation by October and receive relief within four to six weeks. It also said that roughly 20 million borrowers could have their debt completely cancelled. The United States has more than 1.6 trillion U.S. dollars worth of federal student debt. What's Heart was brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers, your best interest at heart.
0: This segment of taking stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Welcome back, welcome back. Let's get this party started. Let's get the show on the road. But first, let me big up those of you who are in the comments, especially the Early Wama's Kish says, been anticipating this discussion on the Foss Ridge stock split for some time now. Well, it is your lucky day, Kish, because we do have Fosterage in the house. Antoinette is joining us from Arizona. Who else do we have here? Kingston, ready to go. That's Rashan. Rashan Colson says Kingston, ready to go. We also have Kellyanne Core who says, good night, peeps. Clarendon, Jamaica, in the house, money-making time. I like the way how you think, Kellyanne Core And Ramon is all the way there in Somerset, Manchester, checking in early. He says he's missed a few weeks. Shame on you, Ramin, But Ram- Ramon, but glad to have you back. Yes, this is where your heart is, and we're happy to have your company this evening. So after a successful stock split, Lighting company Fast is reporting $298 million in net profit for the six months ending June 30, 2020, sorry, 2022, compared to the prior year when they made $115 million in net profit. That's a 160% increase in net profits. And I'm sure you want to hear how they did it. I sure do. We're joined now by Fast CEO Cecil Foster. Hi, Cecil.
2: Hi, Kalila, and hi to your to your friends and, and viewers and listeners. I'm happy to be here with you tonight.
0: <laughs> it is not lost on me that you are very well lit. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Your lighting you. looks your lighting looks impeccable, Cecil. Oh, Loving it. We we let me try shift over of, to the side a little bit here. Yes. We do a lot of work from from this position at night.
2: So we have to take care of the lighting, especially we are in the business and we can help many people to do the same too.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So Fast Rich, we all know, is a lighting and electrical company. But give us a little history on how long you've been in the business and how you started.
2: Amazing. It's a long story, so I'm going to cut it real short. Uh, it's about 28 years now that we have started. We started with only two employees. And today we have almost hundred and eighty. We started only by distributing electrical items. And today we not only distribute electrical items, but we are in the industrial electrical business. We are also in the solar um, energy business. We are in the LED and lighting business. And we are manufacturers of PVC pipes in Jamaica. Fast which also seeks so, um, to Find great partners across the world who can bring value to our customers, like Philips, Siemens, Huawei, um, GE, and uh, those Fortune 500 companies we represent here in this marketplace.
0: What's the lighting business like? How, how competitive is that industry?
2: You know, uh, oftentimes, Kalila, I, I I talk I talk little about the lighting part. Because the lighting part of our business is literally a couple of percentage points. But the electrical is huge. It's it's roughly 51% of our business and growing.
0: Electrical is 51%. What all does electrical entail?
2: For those who are constructing homes or refurbishing your home or, or, or building a hotel or so on, all of those inputs, electrical inputs, you don't normally see them but if they are not a part of your construction, you can't turn the lights on. And so all those wires and breakers and um, transformers and conduits and, and panel boards and so on, those are the biggest part of our business. The lighting and decorative part of our business, we really love it because it gives, it gives people a chance to feel good when they buy these products to decorate and, and, and make their, their homes and offices look good. Plus, in this space also, we are trying to dominate with the LED version of lighting products. Uh, we presently are working with JPS to light the streets with LED lights. As you know, they are in the process of changing over I think, 120,000 street lights. And we are in this space with them doing that. And so we are proud of the lighting part also but it's really, it's really a minuscule part of what we do at Boswich, as I just said.
0: You know, I think why people more associate you with the lighting part is because it's the more visible part of the business. Like you said, on the electrical side, it's, you tend to not see it. This is all the stuff that's behind the walls, under the ground. Um, It's not as easy to, to see physically with your, with your own two eyes.
2: You're right. And, um, at one point when we just started up in the decorative lighting business, we promoted the lighting world so much that we are at fault for that reason. But uh, we are in the marketplace every single day across the country, um, interfacing with people who are building or renovating uh, and so on. So that's what we do.
0: And then the PVC part of the business, that is a newer part of your business, yes?
2: Yes. Um, for about just about three and a half years now, we've decided to take up the gap that was left by manufacturers who, who decided that they were not going to carry on manufacturing pipes in Moon Jamaica. And so we did that. And we are pretty happy to say we are very proud of employing in, uh, almost a hundred people in our PVC business right now. And we are in the process of expanding the PVC business. Um, to start doing the sewer pipes and the industrial infrastructure pipes. We are very happy for that.
0: Okay, I see somebody in the comments saying that they can't hear. So let me just uh, verify that those in the audience can indeed hear. I know Cecil is hearing us because you're answering my questions. But if anybody else having a difficulty hearing, Let me know in the comments and we can see what we can do behind the scenes to fix the issue. Let me take the first question from the audience because they're already coming in with some pretty good questions. And this (laughs) one comes from, who is it? Chris. Chris says, will we see fossil-rich manufacture solar panels in Jamaica?
2: (laughs) Uh, The the Jamaicans are the best, I tell you. They think great and they think long-term. I think it it might not happen, but Chris, we have um, toured with the idea and, and, and we have looked at it. And um, last week, I spent the entire week in Brazil, one of the largest solar exhibition in this hemisphere. And what I see the, the, the Chinese and the Europeans and the um, South Americans are doing, it might not be something that we can step into we are we are doing our resort but that's not a a priority right now there are one or two other things that i think are near food but great question and um we are looking for opportunities this might not be the one yet but we'll see
0: and then he added jps need compensation man i think it means competition (laughs) jps Yeah. And okay. so let's have another. Well, this comment comes from Natoya and Natoya says that. Nice. Thanks, Mr. CEO. Never understood your company before. Just took it at face value that you sold lights. So see, you are educating the public right now as to what exactly it is that you do. So let's talk about the pandemic? Because, you know, pre-pandemic, there was this construction boom, which would have been very beneficial to your business. Some of that has slowed down since it's still going on, but I think at a slower pace. How was your business affected during the pandemic?
2: Um, oh, we have seen revenues over the period literally doubled over the last two years. Uh, we, wow. We, we we kept growing every year in in the 30s and the 40s percent um, per year on an average, and um, what we did was we stayed. We coined a, a system phrase that when people are afraid, or when a child is frightened and afraid, the child flees, he runs, and most times it runs to the person who is is, is closest or is more friendly, and so on. Right. And so we said, when people are afraid and uncertain, we want them to run to us. So we were out there in the space where people are, and we commiserated with them. We let them know that we understand their pain, and we tried to bring solutions to them in that marketplace. And we were tremendously rewarded. We had challenges with in the market with supply chain and so on. It never affected us more than, say, 15% of, of, of the time. And I think it's because, again, we also do not just buy from people abroad. We form partnerships and relationships with shippers and and, and various um, aspects of the business. So we were always, I think, treated with, with preference. And so we were always, or uh, most times we had what the customer, customers were looking for. And um, I can never say this uh, enough, our team, our team members, lockdown didn't mean much to them. The customers meant more and they dug deep and dive deep and they stood up and delivered uh, a service that was absolutely amazing to the customers over the pandemic period, which I think we are still in. eh?
0: Yeah, that, that really is amazing, because even when I talk about the slowdown in construction, hotels, some major, major construction was delayed, and you still managed to to improve revenue. So is it that you, you never really observed the slowdown in construction that we thought we saw, or is just because of your internal efforts why you were able to achieve that?
2: Um, staying closer to the customers than maybe the competitors. Um, brought us more I mean, the customer saw us as more of a partner and I think we didn't experience a slowdown Uh, when you look at the numbers because we are very forensic, we look at the numbers compared to 2019 and so on and uh, 2020 and 2021 the numbers are the item numbers that we sell are pretty much improving every year, it means therefore that uh, we are getting out there and getting more of our products into the hands of those who are using them to construct buildings or to repair buildings. And so we are, I, I, th- I think our plan also worked because of what we did and the construction never went underwater for us, as far as I can see from the numbers.
0: Mm. Let's take some more questions from the viewers. Javon wants to know if you have any plans to open more outlet locations across the country.
2: At present, we have four locations. We have two in Montego Bay, one in Mandeville, and we have in Kingston. And we see where we can get across the island to any part of the island within an hour and a half. And so we figure uh, we will we will be where we are now. While, while we say that, we have another brand, another, um, you know, we did a little bit of buyout of smaller a company and we use another name for it, which is out there in some small towns making people happy by the service that we are giving them. So, but the What first, brand is mean, that?
0: Can you tell us?
2: Um, I, I knew you'd have asked me that. <laughs> it's a, a brand called ONS. ONS. Electrical and hardware, that's what we...
0: Ah, so that's really... That's fast-rich.
2: Yeah, so we are trying to get um, the, the, the the small towns to reach to people in the small towns and so on. Uh, and So we figure we're going to be keeping the, the four locations. In fact, we are... Mm, we are constructing... We're going to be constructing a superstore at our head office across the road starting in the next couple of weeks. So um, away from that, we're not going to go into That's
0: that's well, on Malines Road,
2: right? Right on Malines Road. It's a uh, hundred and twenty thousand square feet of superstore, and it's gonna be it's gonna be something that people are gonna like. they so are gonna have food, you're gonna have banking facilities, and you're gonna have recreation. I mean, evening activities. You know, you can come and have your your drink and, and you can exercise and so on. We're trying to build a lifestyle superstore
0: across um, where we are right now.
2: So that's when,
0: that when is that expected to be completed?
2: It should be about 16 months after construction begins, and construction should be rolling on in, in September. So we are looking to see if we can go there in 24, 24, um, 24, early part of 24. Yeah.
0: So that's going to be major, something very nice to see. So you're going to be in the rental business too. How will that work? Because you said you'll have other facilities there in the superstore. You'll be yeah, renting we, space?
2: Yes, we're gonna have space for a BPO, we're gonna have pretty good maybe twenty thousand square feet for a BPO and then we're gonna have for food and um fast food and, and 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 non-fast food and also for um you know evening restaurants and and, and maybe um a drink bar a drink facility where you can have your fruit juice and so on. And have relaxed time with your friends as as you wait out the traffic before you go home. You're looking at that.
0: Yeah, we all know Malines Road traffic in the evening is nothing nice. So that's a nice little spot to stop and, you know, catch a little vibe on your way home and just wait out the traffic indeed. Well, that's breaking money news, guys. You heard it here first. I, I gave uh, it Post to you, yes. is looking to open a superstore in about 16 months. They're on Malines Road opposite the existing flagship location. Big news, Cecil. <laughs>
2: I'll uh, tell you. Yeah.
0: Speaking of space though, I have another question. This one comes from Robert who wants to know, what will the facility in Hayes Clarendon be used for?
2: Okay, very good question. Hayes Clarendon means a lot to us. I'm from that area. And um, we we have just now gotten that seven acre property with two buildings on it, um, totaling 120,000 square feet of, of factory space. We already have activities taking place there. We have a transformer repair business that we uh, are doing for the Jamaica Public Service. Ah, ah, ah. We have to take care of them, okay? Because we can't live without them. (laughs) (laughs) And so we are doing that. um, And then we are now doing our, uh, rolling out our industrial pipe, which is the pipe business, which is going to be a 24-hour business. And that is something that we are, very eager to get going fully, as now we have been given the SEZ status, we can roll out in the next, yes, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be rolling out a 24-hour manufacturing activity down by Hayes in Clarendon. And a good thing too, Kalila, and, and those who are listening, we are employing people from the area, you know, engineers who go to you take and study and come back to the area and don't have a job, we are employing them and we are we are seeing and feeling the vibes, the good vibes from those persons who are getting employment in their local and um, people who go to heart, some of the Virtec uh, kids and so on. We are pretty, it's not just about building a plant, it is building the lives of people in the community. That's what we want to do.
0: That's really, really great. So do you accepting applications now?
2: I think we have all, I think 80 something people, we're about 30, 30 something already in place and the others are starting up next two weeks. There might be space for a couple more. So you never know, at hr.fastwitch.com is a good place to send it and see what happens. <laughs>
0: You see why well, I must watch the show, people. You get all the, all the news here. Big job, the mans that are employing engineer and all these things. So I have another question. The, the viewers are coming in tonight hot and heavy with the questions. This one comes from Daniel, our friend up in Toronto, by, by way of Trinidad and Tobago. Daniel wants to know, how will that CapEx spend impact your dividends?
2: Ah, uh, You know, it has never been amazing. Um, we paid dividend last uh, all years, um, so far, and I don't think it is going to be affecting our dividend because it is um it's not going to affect it negatively. It should in the next year. It shouldn't even make it even be better. This year, it's I can't say, but it's it's not going to affect it negatively this year, and next year it should be better. I think
0: okay all right well we're looking forward to that couple comments here Elaine says Fossrich welcome to my stock portfolio <laughs> so I guess your interview has triggered Elaine's interest in your company and then Arch says jobs in Jamaica <laughs> there are jobs in Jamaica Arch despite all the talky here of of brain drain there are companies good companies like Foss rich, who are providing employment for jamaicans so let's talk about the stock split here on the show we talk a lot about stocks investments you had the 10 to 1 stock split that was a success so i want to get into your upcoming uh, rights issue and or apo give us an update on that
2: we are right down in the middle trying to complete the the rights issue as you know where well, the stock split is was well, an easy one It's just to um make the stock be a little bit more comfortable for the ordinary investor. Instead of you buying a stock at thirty something dollars and you buy it at three dollars something. It's more palatable, you know, Kalila, That's what um that kind of psychologically brings to people who are investing in a company. So that's where we are. The rights issue we are it's not a lot we wanted to want to use the the remaining share capital that was outstanding we want to to um to take it up so it's just a small 140 million dollars we're going to the market for and i think the market from the indication we might not we don't have to do an apo that's gonna to to do the, the rights issue and um hopefully we can close that up by the end of next month in the next couple of weeks
0: oh so that's coming up very very soon Yes. Yes. When is that close at all? You mean on the back end, or it will be available for people to invest?
2: Yes. And on at the end of July, we had our um, shareholders agreeing, to, uh, us doing a rights or an APO, and so we have the go ahead. It's just the process that we have to go through to complete documentation and so on. And that, I think, could be um, completed before the end of next month. And therefore, we could move on to something else after that.
0: All right, investors, get your money ready. (laughs) As you hear, another opportunity is coming up very, very soon. Let's talk about your results a bit. We spoke about, you know, the impact of the pandemic, what you've done over the past two years, but specifically in the past six months, you have had a very very impressive uh you've been reporting very impressive results so you're now at yeah. almost three hundred million dollars in net profit for the six months ending june 30 2022 a year ago it was one hundred and fifteen million dollars so you've more than doubled it's a one hundred and sixty percent increase in net profits tell me the strategy that led to that
2: <laughs> some of the strategy is that I spoke about earlier on um, about staying close to the customers, and added to that, we we saw where the supply chain was going to be terrible for the market, and we made a not 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 just a bet, we calculated that once you have the items, what the customers require, even if it costs them a little bit more, they would want. To have it in order to finish their project and move on to something else and so we prepared ourselves from 2021 we we made sure that the first quarter we were ready with all our persons trained with with our delivery system in place with our um purchasing for the first six months of 2022 almost completed by January of that year, of this year. And that has paid off because we are able to deliver. We are able to have the staff complement to interact with the customers, as we mentioned earlier on. And we can see the results. We can see the results. And we thank our staff and uh, those who decide to give us a chance to satisfy their needs so the numbers can look the way they look. Um, The categories, almost all categories, we have divided our business into like 11 11 pillars, 11 categories. We have four legs. We have a table we're working on. Four legs, but um, we divide each leg into certain subcategory and in total we have 11 categories and we have seen where growth has taken place in every one of those categories in the first half of 2022. And... um, that's what has given us the result. Where we
0: that's amazing. But you also, you also implemented a strategy to collect on your receivables, right? This is a huge issue for so many businesses, especially if you do business with the government. But tell us what you did with the with the receivables to collect on those outstanding funds.
2: Um we we instituted a policy where um, whoa, should I say this? Okay, where some of our good customers. We help them to be more efficient by um, speaking to them and let them see the benefit of us getting a post-dated check either for seven days or 15 days. For those who are super great, they get like a 30 days and they give us those checks when we deliver. It prevents us from having to call them and uh, they in turn would have misused the funds or, mis- or, or channel the funds elsewhere. And therefore would delay our payment and uh, some of them at first didn't understand what we were trying to do but after a while they say it's it's easy because they know that there is a payment that is in the hands of the supplier that is going to go in on friday and they prepare for it so that's a part of what we use to make sure that in this hard time we did not have excess Uh, receivables out there.
0: Makes sense. Business owners, are you hearing this? Fossbridge has implemented a plan to collect on those receivables. Uh, Maybe you can take some hints from what they've done over there. So, So Cecil, you've hit most of your 2022 targets. What other targets do you have to hit, What? What? what's next?
2: We do have third quarter and fourth quarter, Kalila, of course. Uh, we so, want to give a lot of value, a lot more value to our customers and for our shareholders. And so we're looking forward to what will turn out in this quarter and in the the, the fourth quarter. And, uh, and we have some great things that we're looking at uh, for the future.
0: Like what? I have to ask come on now
2: (laughs) Uh, like what no 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 our shareholders can be (laughs) our shareholders (laughs) can be can be very much uh, comfortable in the fact that we're not sleeping we are looking for opportunities I just left my office because I wanted to come to be on your show Yay! yes I want to come and be on your show right we have 44 48 um reality i mean from killer williams i can call them name. Keller williams they have over 200 sales persons who are interfacing with people every day selling homes whether it be from development or whether it be from just single homes or so on and we are we are partnering with them for them to carry our solar products to every household that they or home that they sell in Jamaica. So what we are doing now, we are training them with the basic training and giving them the um, information. So when they go and they meet on a daily basis or interact with these customers or prospective home buyers, they will be able to introduce the fast switch, um, Huawei solar system to them. So that is something I think is going to be huge for the organization because we are looking for a great number of units to be on people's roof as we go along. Um, We are also, so, so this is a big thing, we are also training 100 and we have gone about 64 already, 100 installers across the country who will install solar systems on the homes across the country. So those are some big things that we are executing as we speak and we feel like um, we don't have enough hours in the days to get these things done because we figure Jamaica is going to benefit greatly when we do these hard work these hard work.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening, Cecil. All the best with these great plans, and I look forward to attending the opening of your superstore in 16 months. <laughs> I'll
2: give you, a, I, I invite you to the groundbreaking then, okay? All right. <laughs> thank All you for right. having me and for your viewers and so, your friends. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, Cecil. So Kish says, JMMB had Fosridge as one of their top stock Top five stocks to watch in 2022. Now you understand why. And then Oshin says, I think in the short to medium term, Fosterich can have a $5 billion year. No joke. And Javon is uh, singing some regrets this evening. Javon says, I had Fossridge on my stock watch list a long time ago, but was advised not to buy it. Can you imagine the regret? However, I know all is not lost, as now is also a great time to invest. So let us know what you think about Fonse Rich in the comments. And we also have our poll question for you to take this evening. And this is your opportunity to take tonight's poll. It is on Twitter and on YouTube. And it is on the hot topic of the past week, probably two weeks, brain drain. And, you know, Cecil spoke about how they are, Uh, doing their part to provide employment for Jamaicans. So brain drain, do you think it is unpatriotic for educated Jamaicans to leave the country? This has been a big part of the conversation. Yes, they should help to build Jamaica. They should stay here. No, it's not unpatriotic. Do what's best for you. Or see, I'm torn. I don't know. Or other, leave a comment. Take our poll on Twitter and on YouTube. So let us know what you think. And while you're at it, hit that like button. Let YouTube know. Let the algorithm know. Let other people know that you like the show that you're watching. Up next, we've got your market recap and the analysts are standing by.
1: This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Time now for your market recap. The JC Combined Index was mostly flat last week, advancing only 600 points. 119 stocks traded across the main and junior markets for the week, ending Friday, August 26, 2022. 62 advanced, 43 declined, and 14 stayed the same. 128 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, valued at $693 million. Trans Jamaican Highway 8% was the most traded stock, taking up 20% of market volume. People bought and sold 26 million shares in the company. The stock lost 50 cents to open this week at $1.47. It was also last week's second-biggest loser. Wigton Wind farm Ordinary Shares traded the second-highest volume, With people buying and selling 15 million shares in the company the stock opened this week at 54 cents and the newly renamed mfs capital partners rounded out last week's most traded the stock took up seven percent off market volume with nine million shares trading the stock's price lost 35 cents to open this week at three dollars 63 cents now let's see who had the biggest gains for the week Sibony was last week's biggest gainer, up almost 47 percent, to open the new week at 66 cents. Margaritaville-Turk's USD was the week's second biggest gainer, up almost 43 percent. The stock gained $0.04 to open this week at $0.15 U.S. And rounding out our biggest gains, 138 Student Living is up 36% to open Monday at $7.01. On the losing side now, JMMB Group 7% VRJMDCR preference share was last week's biggest loser, down 26% to open Monday at $1.87. And rounding out the biggest losers was T-Tech, The stock lost 44 cents to close last week at $2.95. Over on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange, the composite index was mostly flat last week. Massey Holdings was the most traded stock. It opened this week at $4.70 TT national enterprises was the market's biggest gainer up seven percent to open this week at three dollars sixty cents tt and on the losing side agostini's limited fell four percent to open the week at forty three dollars fifty cents tt in the u.s the dow jones the s p 500 and the nasdaq were all down three percent last week over the pumps motorists saw a dip in gas prices last week as the cost of gas fell by four dollars fifty cents Diesel prices jumped another $4.50. In foreign exchange, it took an average $151.36 Jamaican to purchase one U.S. dollar last Friday. That's 42 cents less than a week before. And on the crypto markets, Bitcoin continued its downward trend on Monday, falling a further five percent in five days. The cryptocurrency was trading at twenty thousand one hundred ninety-eight U.S. dollars on Monday. It was the same for Ethereum, which fell a further seven percent in the past five days. The cryptocurrency was trading at one thousand five hundred twenty-five dollars on Monday. This segment of taking stock, the analysts, is brought to you by Jamaica National Group. We'll help you find a way
0: me. All right. There we go. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time now for the analyst. But first, let me shout out some people in the comments, starting with Senorita, called Spaniel Hob, checking in all the way from Japan. What time is it in Japan, senorita? I have a cousin who lives there and I can never catch up with her because she's always, you know, it's day when it's night and you just can never get on the same timing. Elaine says, you need the APO, Mr. CEO. We have billions (laughs) waiting for you to access, but he doesn't need billions right now, Elaine. Roswell says, Fosbridge is a great company. I admire how the family business has grown with diversified business lines. The company will do well keep up the fine work. And then Inga says, good night from Orlando. Hi, Inga. I'm actually going to be in Orlando next week for an event called FinCon. So who knows? Maybe we bump into each other there in Orlando, Florida. All right. So it's time now for the analyst. And I'm joined by head of research at JN Group, Damia Palma and business writer at the Observer newspaper, David Rose. Welcome, Damia. Welcome, David. Good night, Khalila. Good night, Khalila. night
3: tonight. We got TND. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's 13 hours by the way, ahead of Jamaican time for Japan.
0: 13 hours. Yeah. Yes. So right now it's 8 p.m. here. So they're morning. It's tomorrow there.
4: 9 a.m. is
0: 10 in the morning. Yeah. So Dania, you have a giveaway for us tonight before we dive into anything. Uh, in tonight's topic you have you're going to be giving away well tell us what you're going to give away
4: sure so tonight we're going to be giving away five thousand dollars um and that five thousand dollars will be invested in our jn mutual funds uh, product of the of, of the uh, winner's choice and um what we're going to do to give it away we have a we have a stock that we want to give you some clues. And then you will, um, if you can correct the guess, the, guess the, the name of the stock, you win that $5,000, basically.
0: OK, so are you ready to do the giveaway now?
4: Sure. Let me just share my screen, Khalida.
0: All right, so viewers, get your typing fingers ready as you um, have an opportunity to win $5,000 investments in JN's mutual funds. So share the screen. Go right ahead.
4: You're seeing the screen now, right?
0: Yes, guess, guess the stock.
4: All right, so I'm gonna go through three clues. By the uh, way, David,
0: you can't answer. <laughs> this is for the viewers.
4: <laughs> All right, so let me go. So this 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 is the first clue, right? And it's the first of three. The company in question is listed on JC's junior market, and this company recently completed a corporate action which puts it in the same circle as these companies displayed below. So that's Carreras, Jamaica Teas, Carbon Flavors and Fragrances, Apple and Massey.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: In July of this year, this company's associate was given a green light by the minister of finance to operate as a special economic zone and if no one has gotten it yet i'm sure you will get it now the one-year price chart of this company stock is depicted below so as you can see uh, last year august the share was trading at about eight dollars in july this year it went to 33 and then based on what um jse has the price declined to three dollars and 58 cents so i want you to put your answers in the chat so there we go we already
0: have a winner people quick on the draw and this was an easy one tonight because ironically the answer is Foss Ridge, which we did not plan. You did not even know that Foss Ridge would have been our guest tonight. So, uh, But Foss Ridge is timely right now, so a lot of attention yes. is on the company. And I think if you were listening to the interview, as soon as you heard the clues, you would have recognized immediately that the answer was Foss Ridge. So congratulations to, I think it's Garth. Yes, Garth Grant. Oops. Garth Grant was the first person that I saw, and don't argue with me. I can screenshot. I know sometimes you guys see different people come in first, but um, on my side and on the producer's side, we saw Garth Grant's answer come in first, answering Foss and he answered from the very first slide that you put up. So big up yourself, Garth. Garth, uh, type your email address in the chat so that uh, Damia can contact you to give you your prize all right just type your email address right there in the chat that was fun you should do that more often i like that guess the stock
4: yeah man and congratulations
0: was- on your five thousand dollar mutual funds with jn so we are talking some more about fast rich today daniel because they recently released their numbers including performance since the stock split. And this is, you know, looking at the the performance of the stock is not something that I typically like to ask CEOs when they come on the show, because they're less concerned about the stock price and more so about the company's performance. So this is something I can ask you as an analyst there with JN, uh, tell me about their performance since the stock split.
4: Um, since it, And I have a slide here to to show you um, when I go through my presentation. Um, Let me see if I can skip to it quickly. All right, so what we have, by the way, this is the split adjusted price. So this, this chart is not as dramatic as you would have been seeing on JSE. But since the stock split, uh, immediately after the stock split, we saw the price um, jump to $5 per share, and then has moderated a bit, and it's now trading at $3.51. Usually a stock split, usually that is the reaction I get from a stock split, and we expect over the next couple of um, months, years, the the price to, to trend higher, basically.
0: You have another slide
4: to show us um, what I do have Kalila, is the presentation. So um, the first place I want to start is on the definition of fast reach. And it's interesting that Cecil, I mean, so much things weren't planned today. But if you look on this screen, you see a chart called creating the narrative. And as I was getting ready for this presentation, I as we often do i went back and look at um you know how we had defined fast rich in the in the first instance when it basically came and listed um you know during the ipo and in 2017 we basically defined if you if you if you share my slide um in 2017 we basically defined fast rich as a lighting and energy products company just as Um, Cecil would have would have said but as we got down to do this analysis we thought that maybe we really needed to change the definition because fast has been transformed over the last five years Um, we thought it was fitting for us to add manufacturing in the definition as the company is now a manufacturer and also and I wanted you to talk to first about you know, it's regional growth because we believe adding regional growth into its definition is important because we believe, you know, it's a regional platform We deliver much of the growth into the into the future. But if we should go and look at the numbers FASTRICH has delivered over the last uh, four years since listing, and more specifically over the last six months, it has been fairly remarkable as you had um, mentioned earlier now amid supply chain issues as Cecil had mentioned and increasing commodity prices the company still managed to deliver tremendous revenue growth and you know good cost containment which resulted in its gross margin certainly over the last four years increasing by three percent and even over the last six months, when you compare it to the previous six months in the in in the in 2021, we have seen an uplift of about three percent, which is quite remarkable. So revenues over the last six months, when you compare it to 2021, has increased by 65 percent, quite impressive. Gross margin, like we said before, up by three plus three percent. Um, efficiency ratio up by 4.5% and the efficiency ratio basically basically shows you the amount of revenues that is being used to cover its expenses and certainly it means that if less revenues are being used to cover its expensive expenses um, that's an improvement and we've seen the company numbers improve almost year over year, Um, over the last six months, it's down to 22.5%. We are in um, June, 2021, it was 27.1% for that six months that ended that period. Finance costs is up to 91 million in the six months period ending June, 2022. And that is not surprising since it's IPO, the company has basically used debt to fuel its growth. Um, Profit after taxes was 298 million in the six months period, uh, just gone. And it's net profit margin increased to 16.6%, right? And impressively, It's earnings per share and the the investors are certain to be excited about this. It's earnings per share is now at 60 cents, which is even higher than the earnings per share generated in the entire 2021. That's very exciting news. So I'm gonna jump to the balance sheet now. And um, I know this slide is a little bit uh, tiny, but I'll run through the numbers quickly. Um, assets has grown by twenty-five percent since the end of 2021. The main driver for the growth has been growth in PP&E, which has been um, up by forty-three percent, growing, growing to two point zero seven billion. Current assets up by thirteen percent. We saw inventories remaining flat. But receivables jumped by 300 million. And Mr. Foster spoke about the initiatives they have implemented to to contain receivables and ensure that those goods that go through the door are, you know, the payment for those are collected on time. We also saw cash balance increasing by 123 million. So that explains the jump in assets liabilities increased by a moderate four percent over the period nothing to to talk about in the liability section liabilities section i think shareholders equity increased by 79 percent on the back of strong profit growth as well as an increase in capital reserve of 562 million and the capital reserve increase came from property revaluation gains generated by the company. So this slide is just confirming some of the things we mentioned a while ago. Um, we've seen an uplift in gross profit margin, efficient efficiency ratio improving, net profit margin improving, return on equity up significantly, which makes shareholders happy, I believe, return on assets likewise up. Current ratio has de- deteriorated a little bit, but nothing to be concerned about, I think. The quick ratio, which is more conservative, has also declined over the over the four years, but is slightly up over the six-month um, period. We also saw its leverage over the last four years has relatively, has been relatively stable within a ban of you know, 149 to 1.6, 1.49 to 1.6 time. Um, But as a result of the significant equity growth, we saw leverage decline into, and that's debt to equity, declining to 1.24 time at the end of the six months period, and debt to asset increasing by 0.48 times, up to 0.48 times at the end of the six month period, up from 0.4 times, I should say, um, at the end of last year. So that's impressive. That's I, impressive I, think. Right? I
0: think so. Cecil, explain what leverage is and why that's something that investors should be paying attention to.
4: Oh, yes, you, you said Cecil, but I, I know you meant Dania. So, leverage.
0: Sorry, Cecil Cecil Foster, who was from Fastridge, who was on earlier. Sorry.
4: Basically, leverage ratio shows the amount of debt the company uses to finance its business. And this is important for the investors to pay attention to, because leverage. Leverage is usually considered more um, risky than um, our financing the business with leverage is more risky than using um equities because of course that interest payment become an obligation becomes an obligation um, whether they whether the company is doing good or bad it has to repay um or pay its interest as well as repay its debt so um too much leverage is not is generally not good but sometimes using leverage carefully can amplify the returns generated for shareholders and some that's something that they should be you know very excited about so let me go to the next slide and this is the slide where we started on i had to jump to it to explain something so we saw where i think this was in december last year after the company announced And probably why I wanted to, um, you know, ask Cecil about the export growth, because after the company announced it's started exporting to Barbados and it has plans to go into other territories, territories outside of Jamaica, we saw investors reacting um, to the, the stock and it has seen a significant run up in price. Um currently the stock is trading at about 47 times. However, given the company is clearly going through its growth phase, I think that price to earnings ratio might be justified. Um, and this is based on today's price of about $3.51. Our projections for the end of this year puts its earnings at and this is very conservative projections, at about nine, cent, nine and a half cents, and with, with that earnings, we're talking about a price-to-earnings ratio of about 36. Um, and we believe that with a company with such a strong platform, regional expansion, I was going through the numbers and they spoke about possibly expanding into the United States, which would be remarkable. I think that this price level is quite um, uh, might be justified. And I think that over the next couple of years, as Cecil mentioned, the growth pillars, of course, the first one will be the the continued um, reopening of the economy. We believe the relaxation of COVID measures has created a fillip for the company. We've seen it over the last six months. Construction growth, as Cecil mentioned, is likely to be significant. Um, We expect new products to come on stream. And we're also looking to see operational improvements. The company is also seeking to diversify its revenue. Cecil mentioned the new um, store, sales store on Monaghan's Road, which will have BPO space, which will bring you know, rental income, lease income to the business. So that's that's very exciting.
0: Yes, indeed. So next time, uh, Dania, if you want me to ask something to the guest, just type it in the private chat so sure. I can see that sure. I can just pass it right on and make sure that we get that to the guest. So David, you've been looking at another company. There has been news about SagiCore Financial Company Limited they've entered into an agreement to acquire Ivari. Ivari, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. Ivari. That company, Ivari. Ivari. they're a subsidiary of uh, Wilton R.E. Limited. R. E. Right. And they're basically in the insurance business. So tell us what's going on there.
3: So for those who don't know, Cedricore Financial Company is an ultimate parent company of Cedricore Jamaica. Listed here on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Uh, they are currently in the USA and through the Eastern Caribbean, you know, in Barbados, Trinidad, and other Caribbean markets. So they're currently planning to enter Canada through the acquisition of Vivari for a consideration of 325 million Canadian dollars, or in other words, 250 million US dollars. So they said before they the pro forma. Uh, and who were basically using them. After that question, their, their earnings pressure would increase increased by 25%. And based on how they plan to structure the deal, their, their quote unquote investment portfolio would shift from about 60% being investment grade investments to 80% investment, investment grade investments. And it also would have pushed the core financial companies' asset base up from about 10 billion about 20 billion united states dollars so this acquisition actually is very accretive to surgical potential company and create any new market for to so to actually enter i listened to the call last week with doddridge who is the president ceo a surgical financial company and other executives and analysts he pointed out you know the regulatory environment is kind of similar to what is here in the caribbean so there's no significant trouble there uh, similar account- is IFRS like us as well in the Caribbean and so forth? So it's not like it's a he like going to require a, a lot of heavy lifting. So they could actually be actually funding this uh, acquisition through a loan, a five year term loan. So 80% debt, 20% cash, and you know, they can refinance it later on. Uh, but it's a pretty accurate uh, deal. and it's pretty interesting because uh, the chief financial officer Andre, Andre Massao he actually pointed out that you know based on their intended target to become investment grade in the future, this acquisition actually can help push them much quicker and put a better target towards the investment grade, and actually reduce their financing costs. So what is the investment grade? So it's like we as leaders of a credit score, companies get credit ratings when they are going to seek debt from the debt market. So triple be an up, triple B minus and up, that is what you call investment grade. Below that, is what you call a junk or non-investment grade. Jamaica is currently with B plus, so we actually consider a junk, and the government actually, I believe, a BB plus. So they still have a couple of months to go before they become investment grade. And the b investment grade is that your cost of funding goes down. So if you take it to a debt finance insurance, for example, at let's say 7%, it can be like 4 3%, for example. And I just have a very oversimplified example of the whole situation or scenario. And this actually actually benefits another company here in Jamaica. Jamie B Group Limited, which is the largest single largest shareholder in the core financial company, as they have 20% ownership in that financial, financial company that actually was the biggest boost or contributor to their profit growth in the last quarter. So this is actually going to be great for Jamie B, especially since such core company companies continuously... Buying shares, or he said, you know, share because program right now. So every month they're buying back a shares. the share. So you know, these stake is going up every quarter, and that's kind of dying. And SFC is for the 6 months into by 86% to 77 million US dollars. They're about 50% on their way to meeting last year's full year profit target. So this entire deal looks attractive. It's actually good for a commercial company, eventually, when it comes on as well. Reinsurance agreements, but let us see what happens in the next six to 12 months. Uh, but uh, it's a pretty good deal
0: news for all of us. <laughs> Anybody who, and I like that you pointed out and you reminded us that JMMB is a major shareholder in Sagicore because this whole world right now is a cycle. So many companies own percentages in other companies, and it comes right back around to you know the, the benefits accrue to various investors. And to the to
3: the and exactly, this circles around as you mentioned,
0: exactly. So, when does this come into effect?
3: So, the deal actually is supposed to close within the next six to 12 months. Uh, we're not sure as yet. Uh, but right now, Ivar is supposed to get the capital injection, either from built an RE or a central financial company, uh, based on when the transaction actually closes because of the new changing accounting standard for insurance contracts. So insurance companies are going to change from IFRS 4 to 17 So that affects Central Jamaica, Guardian is Limited, many like insurance companies, to be honest within the 6-12 months, should, start, should be closing. So between, you know, probably, to say February, at best, August. So,
0: that's really that's Dania? Yeah, Dania, any thoughts on, on this acquisition by Sajikor?
4: Sure, um, like David Rose said, um, and, and based on what, um, you know, was, was disclosed here, it sounds as if it's, uh, it's going to be a, a creative deal it sounds like it's something that is going to be you know both good for SagiCore as well as its shareholders and JMB being one of its largest shareholders that's certainly exciting um and of course local market investors who own JMB um should be should also be interested in this deal i think it's exciting
3: Something I forgot to mention, by the way, uh, was that it's actually they actually meant that discount. So that's actually something to consider as well in the whole grand scheme of things. So, Saddlecore actually buys that discount and it's going to be so attractive to their books right now because, as it currently stands, Saddlecore Jamaica is the largest country to profit. In the various companies, it's going to be between Saddlecore Jamaica and Saddlecore Financial Company. And as I mentioned earlier, the whole ability to the between the reinsurance arrangements actually might be beneficial to Cedric Jamaica down here as it might bring in the reinsurance costs for some of the operations as well. So that's also the beauty about it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, David. Thank you, Dania. Really appreciate your analysis this evening and your insights.
4: Glad to be here, Kalila. Thank you, thank you Kalila
0: and viewers stick around after this short break i'll tell you what i'll be up to next week
1: this segment of taking stock the analysts was brought to you by jamaica national group we'll help you find a way
0: hey money makers you're not an official part of the family until you have your merch visit kalilorenolds.com store to order your t-shirt and your mask today let's
4: get this money
0: All right, so that's it for this segment of the show. Reminding you also to hit that like button. So what will I be up to next week? I mentioned it earlier in the program. I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida at an event called FinCon and I'm going to be broadcasting live from there next week. So taking stock will take place from Orlando, Florida because I'm arriving on Tuesday. And I'll be there all week for this event. FinCon is short for Financial Conference. And it is an event, they have like, I think about 1,500 people from all over the world attending this event. I'm actually going to be speaking at this event, making a presentation. And it is for my fellow YouTubers. It is called, my name again. How some more YouTube monetization. Oh, how to take your YouTube channel to the next level. So that's going to be the essence of my presentation at FinCon, which is an event for financial content creators, financial influencers like myself. And for those of you who are interested in that sort of thing, you can check out. FinConExpo.com. Use my code KALILA10 for a discount if you want to attend. I'm not sure if they're doing it virtually this year. Last year, they did both in-person and virtual, and I attended virtually last year, but I'm going to be there in person this year. I have some new merch, which um, I'm excited to reveal. I don't know when exactly I'm going to put them on sale, but, but yeah, we do have some new merch coming out soon later this year and of course i've been dropping hints about money week coming up in a few months i also have money mission coming up very very soon as well so stay tuned make sure you subscribe to the newsletter so you get all the latest updates that's kalilah newsletter so that's our show for this week thanks for watching make sure you like the video if you haven't hit the like button yet do it right now subscribe to this channel and you can share this video with a friend. And like I mentioned, subscribe to the newsletter at kalilarenolds.com newsletter, reminding you that new email subscribers get a copy of my free broker guide. Also turn on the post notification so you can be the first to see whenever anything drops because we want to help people learn more about money so we can all get this money together. I'm not mean with the money, you know. When I learn something, I want you to know something as well. So follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kalila Ray. Follow at KRM underscore Business News on Instagram. Remember, these are my only pages. I do not have any other page. No, not no um, official Kalila Ray or what other one? Kalila Ray backup? No, I don't have any backup accounts. Those are fake pages. So report them whenever you see them. If you want to connect with the analysts this week, check the description box below for their contact information and head over to kalilarenolds.com for financial information. You can use however you like it, watch, listen, or read. We also have a podcast version of this show, so if you're into podcasts and you just want to listen on your drive to work, you can check out the program on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Now, tell a friend about taking stock because investing is the news sexy? So let's make it cool to talk about money. I'm Kalila Reynolds. See you next week from Orlando. What is money? <laughs>